The following event is a more Ace Audio production. Introducing first, from London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet. This is the Kickout. Nice all right welcome to another brand new episode of the kick out i'll go by the name of skinner and i'll go by the name of ace and we got a special guest here today we've got somebody who's a, well, a lifelong wrestling fan he's somebody that what listens to the show and i thought you know what let's get him inside the show let's get him in and hear his intake we introduced to you scan scan thank you for joining us today Thanks for having me, man. Definitely a long-term supporter of the show, man. Really appreciate what you lot are doing for the scene. So, you know, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you very Thanks much. for having me. Bless Thank up, you know, bro. Thank you for joining us, man. And, like, you know, you've been a, a long-time wrestling fan yourself. Do you remember the first ever wrestling match you ever witnessed? What got you into the industry? What got you into wrestling? Ooh, um, yeah, I think the one, the clearest first memory... I recall, and I'm probably exposing my age a little bit, man, was seeing um, Matt, uh, Ultimate Warrior versus <clears throat> Sergeant Slaughter at uh, Royal Rumble Night 1. And, and just remembering Macho King coming down with a scepter, just licking him in the head <laughs> and just being in shock because Ultimate Warrior was like a superhero to me. Like, nobody yeah. could beat him. And then seeing Sergeant Slaughter beat him, I was just like, nah. And that got me hooked because, you know... From that day onwards, man. I think for our generation, Warrior was a huge gateway for us to become wrestling fans. Because, you know, yeah, like you said, that was the lifelike superhero before you had any superhero movies that was popping like that. I think mm. at that time, the only superhero movie that was popping was either Superman or Batman. But mm. the only, like, that was, he was a lifelike, real life superhero that you can see. I think my first wrestling thing that got me interested was Warrior Hogan. What was yours, Ace? You know what? I think the thing about Warrior is like, if you think about all of the things that we were into during that time here, he embodied it all. When you think about He-Man, uh, yeah. the Thundercats, that's yeah. the ultimate warrior. That is actually, yeah. the, like all the cartoons you used to watch back then, that was the ultimate warrior. So I feel like that is exactly why our generation has got this like such great love affair with like seeing this madman run to the ring, shake the ropes. <laughs> do yeah. literally three moves and win matches. We love, we loved it. It, it was mad. Yeah, it's funny sure. to watch them, them, them warrior matches back today. Obviously, yeah, especially how wrestling's advanced yeah, yeah, so yeah. much now. Like you see those matches today, you don't really hit like it used to. But I tell you what, though, they're still iconic. Like I honestly mm. believe that us three, if we ever sat down, which we might have to do one day, sit down and watch like Hogan versus Warrior today, or. We, we still might we still might mark out certain things could could yeah. a, could a warrior character work today no no yeah i don't, I don't I feel think like, so man i feel like you could book somebody you could you could book something strong enough for a warrior character to work if it was like the son of the ultimate warrior or something and he comes back and he's just got all the same warrior isms i'm sure that would work no? Well, I, okay. I think I think that's what they're slightly. <laughs> I think that's what they're slightly trying to do with this Elias character, man. I think that's what I was gonna the, say. Yeah, 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 right? face paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. And right. and so growing up, Scan, like you know, that was your that was your introduction to wrestling. You became a wrestling fan. But who were your guys? We always ask in every every episode of the Kick Out where we have new guests on. Who is your Mount Mount Rushmore? Who is your top four? Do you know what, right? I think um, it's interesting, even though Warrior was the guy for me at the time, ultimately, I'd always say that I'm a Bret Hart guy. Mm. 
Come um, on! I was into like <laughs> it's interesting because I was like into technical wrestling before I even knew what technical wrestling really was. Back right. Then, you know, it's just right. Hitman had the moves, the style, you know, the shade. You know, it was, he, he was just a guy for me, man. Like, obviously, later on in life, you realize he wasn't that great on the mic, but like, you know, he was in terms he got of better, like, though. He yeah. got better, though. His heel, his heel run was a good, he was a good oh, man from the heel run. But yeah, when he was like early Bret Hart Foundation days, and even when he first became champion, now his mic skills were dead. But yeah. but as he became a heel, he, he got better. He got better. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but it, yeah, it, I would it, never give Brett. I would never give Brett like the 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 mic skill thing. Like Michaels, Shawn Michaels had that in abundance. You know what I mean? Michaels yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it was Brett and Shawn, man. You know, for me at the time, like even with just watching them, like I can't remember what I think it was Survivor Series '92. Just seeing them wrestle for like nearly an hour. You know, and just not being bored because they just knew how to just switch it up and just keep it engaged for that length of time. I totally agree. Just... Like, I, I do give Michaels a hard time on this podcast, but if, if we're going to be completely honest, Michaels is one of my guys as well. Like, I loved him as a kid. I loved yeah. him. He was, he was amazing. An amazing wrestler. So, Brett's in your list. Who else? Are you, are you, you put Sean in there? Ooh, I, okay. I'd, I'd have to go The Rock for like charisma, promos. Um, I because I, I, I got into um ECW in a big way, so like RVD was my guy. Oh, like, that's like to me, probably one of the goats should have been world champion a few more times. Still, uh, totally, um, agree. totally agree if it wasn't for his extracurricular activities. <laughs> um, and I think that's what's that's free now. Um, free, yes, he's an RVD, Brett, The Rock. And I think we have to go with the GOAT to close it, man. Just for the reinvention, like Undertaker, you know, just mm-hmm. holding it down for all the, from, from 1990, bro. Like, okay. you know? Okay, Undertaker. You know... Would, a lot of people don't have Undertaker in their top four, which is interesting when... I, I don't. I mean, he's an absolute legend and he's been in all of these years and he's been at the top of the game for no, a long but you time. I think you got to look at the body of work, man. The mm. catalogue speaks for itself. You know, I, I would say, listen... I have always I, I acknowledge Undertaker as a legend. I acknowledge him as a, he is he is a goat. If somebody says he's a goat, I'm not going to argue against that. But for me, he's like I just never. First and foremost, I wasn't really into the character like so many other people were. I, I didn't really right. get gassed about the character. Like obviously, he has some iconic moments. He's done some great things that I do love that he's done that goes down the part of history of wrestling and that I do love that he's been a part of. But I just don't I don't really rate his matches. Uh, some of his matches is good, but a lot of his matches ain't. You know what I mean? So I can't. I, he's good, but I just I, he, he wasn't never. He was never really one of my guys, to be honest. With but you me. know what? To be fair, he is literally the only one that's literally fought everybody. Like yeah. all the icons of wrestling, he's fought them all except Sting, and they all mm. made him look good. Yeah, <laughs> except Goldberg. <laughs> Undertaker. Undertaker is the Nas of wrestling. I disagree. Okay. Wait, let me explain. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> By the way, Scan, for those who don't know about Scan, Scan's a rapper himself. Um, so, you know, Scan makes music himself. So, you know, like, come on. So, you know, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see, let's see okay, let's see. here's my analogy, yeah? All right. He is acknowledged as a GOAT, yeah? He's had some amazing moments. And he's been here for a while. That's Nas. But he might not be everybody's top favourite. But he's acknowledged as a great. But with me, I I, I see Nas yeah. as a great technical wrestler. So he's a because Nas is a great technical rapper. He yeah. has to be in the conversation 
as a great technical wrestler. Where Taker's not a technical wrestler. Yeah, Taker, but I say your Taker's like in the hip hop start in, in in comparison of hip hop, somebody's made it for such a long time, but technically ain't a great rapper, but is a goat. Yeah, that's who. That's exactly who he is. Who is the rapper? That's like Taker's like Dr. Dre. No, no, no. Is that Dr. Dre? You know, people go rip, you know, people rip Jay's bars. I don't think he'll get carried. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> but 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 Dre makes great beats. I don't take a great character. <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Dr. J- I don't think it's Dr. J. Okay, nah, I don't agree. Yeah, the Nas. Nas nah. is like Bret Hart. Nas is like no, because not Nas is still here. Is he Sean? Bret Hart. Is he Sean Carr? You know what I mean? Sean Michael. Sean and Sean Carr. You know what I mean? No, Nas. Bret Hart is not doesn't wrestle anymore. He's not active anymore. Whereas Nas is like still active. So Bret, Bret Hart is not Nas. So that's my okay, point. So, 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 See, yeah. I would have I would have compared him to someone like maybe a, like a Buster Rhymes. Like, okay, been there since since the eighties and just been consistently. But, good but, but Buster's a great technical rapper though. He's a de- he's a great LL, no. The Undertaker is LL Cool J. Okay. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And he was sickened when he first came, and then he progressively got worse. Cool J and Cool J. <laughs> oh, I know, and cool know. J. Cool J had a streak. He had a streak. Yeah, streak. yeah. There you go. There you go. You know, yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, Undertaker said in a promo, "What the fuck? I for the conquered the world, cross mankind, Sean and." Yeah. But listen, bro. listen, listen, listen. Even though they say the bus doesn't have got consistently classic albums. He always comes back with a hit when it's needed. Yeah, and take a, right. like boneyard match. You know, he that, went out. Right. He's right. Hit. He's actually Buster's right. The, no, but I don't like how I don't like how people don't see Buster as a great. He's a technical great. He's a technical great rapper. So I'm gonna say no to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Buster can spit his ass off, man. No, he can, and he's like he's got skills. So you're saying he's more technical? Yeah, one hundred percent. I hear you. I hear you. Are you? Well, and you know what? Take has been in all the landmark matches, man. The oh, Hell yeah, in the Cell, the Coffin matches, of Inferno course. matches, of course. Buried Alive, Boiler Room Brawl. Legend. All of them. Proper legend. I don't think he's a legend. He's a legend. Bonafide. But he just wouldn't be in my top. He wouldn't be in my top. I like him, though. I do like Taker before people get misconstrued and stuff. Bro, he's got the streak. No one's ever going to match that. So that's, like, you- that's like Arsenal with the Invincibles. They, they will never be touched. Exactly. Somebody, somebody will top that season one day, though. Whatever. Somebody will go on on the field one day. They won't, because, they won't, we won't see it. Team. We won't see it. Yeah, better team. Better teams have tried, man. Better teams have tried. Liverpool nearly got there when we messed up at the end. We could have got, got there, man. We, you know, we only lost four games that season, and that was like towards the end of the, of the season as well. That, that's what I can believe. So we already won the league. So we already run the league and then we just end up losing games. I was like, what? why can we not finish this strong? But anyway, um, who are you feeling now, Scan? Right now? Um, I kind of like the resurgence of Daniel Bryan. Oh, man, I like what he's doing he's, right now. He's one of the greatest of all time as well, man, DB. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. When people were calling him the GOAT when he was still in WWE, I wasn't quite sure. But now he's come to AEW that consistently just showing the levels. I mean, it's because of his like history with Ring of Honor and the stuff that he's mm. done before. Like, he just he's. He, he, I think out of that generation of that like that Ring of Honor class from 2002 to wrestling from AEW now, I think he is the goal when it comes to those wrestlers for sure. Uh, that generation, yeah. he's the goal. Okay, cool, man. All right, well, look, before we talk about Hell in a Cell, um, I don't know. I don't think Ace got to see um, 
the last AW pay per view. What was it? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Double or Nothing scam? Uh, decent, but it's too long, man. They they haven't mastered the the formatting of a pay per view yet. I think probably the one where um, Daniel Bryan and Ad, Adam Cole debuted is probably their best one for me. Uh, yeah, they, they, they haven't surpassed that yet. Yeah, yeah, they didn't surpass that, man. But yeah, this one was a bit bloated, man. Like, a couple of those could have been, a couple of those matches could have been on Dynamite still. Right. But um, overall, the highs were were, were solid. Um, let's talk about that pay per view now. Um, where was it? Where was it in Chicago? Where was it? Uh, LA, Los Angeles. See, thank you, Scan. You just like you know. Yes, it was Los Angeles. Um, I think the first match. Well, the first match that was. Uh, it was it the sixth man. No, hold on. Am I in the right? This ain't in the right one. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> look at. I'm looking at the wrong year. How did they kick off again? I think they had um, Hookhausen on the buy-in. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, versus uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. Oh, so I didn't even see that. Was that that was that was that, was that like the dark match? Yeah, it was like a comedy match, really. You know. So what's so Tony Nice is just in AEW, just becoming another jobber. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're still utilizing him better than how they were treating him in WWE. But like, yeah. problem is their wrestler's too big, so they. Yeah. They got it's got to the point where they got too many guys now, more than they got TV time. I'm assuming Hook and Dan Housen won that match. Yeah. Okay. I do remember how it started. Now, when I watched it, it was Ward Wardlow versus MJF. Of course, MJF comes back. All the controversy with him and not showing up and all missing his flight and all this stuff. It's, we found yeah. out later it was a work. Oh. They were playing people. People thought it was actually real that like he's going to fall out with Tony Khan because his contract was up. So um, you think it's a work? So you don't think it's a shoot nah, that it's, turned it, into a work or work shoot? Nah, I think it's a work. It's a work shoot, shoot, work, work. Or a shoot. work. Well, obviously, MJ, with MJF's promo on, on Dynamite the next night, he, he was saying some real stuff. So he was saying what he means, but it, it's a work. Yeah. It's a yeah. Work. So Where do you see it going? It's a good shout, man. It has to land here. This, this needs to be, I'm assuming this is the, the he's on the road. To becoming the AW champion, isn't he? So whatever this is is with Tony Khan, it's back and forth of creative that's going to involve CM Punk again because Tony Khan is a face interim manager. Manager, he's a face, you know, um, what's the commissioner, whatever he is. The face of the, the business, yeah. Yeah, so he because he's not a heel, they have somebody now instead of it being a heel kind of manager role, it's a face. Mm. Punk will get back involved. And then I think MJF will end up winning the title. I think it will be. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a slow build to that though. So I think Punk is gonna have the belt for maybe a year or so, and then MJF will get it. Right, but I mean, what do you think? Um, where do you stand? Do you think that with his contract situation, do you think they should pay him the money? So what is? How much is he asking for? So basically, he's that all the top guys in the game in in AEW are getting paid like four times the amount he's getting. Yeah, that's not. But in terms, but in but terms is that of the rating, true or is that story? Yeah, no, it's true. Okay, because um, because obviously when he first signed with AEW, he was a nobody, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously when they were, they wanted Punk and Danielson, they they giving these guys like some next level. But in terms of the the minute by minute rating, MJF is like number two in the whole company. Yeah. But who are who are the other top guys that are making more money than him? 
probably all the ex WWE guys. Christian should make more money than MJF. Sorry, in my opinion, that's so what you, so what, <laughs> you, you I think, just don't think you should. You think Christian's <laughs> making more money than you think Adam Cole's making more money than MJF? All of them, yeah, that, all that's of them. I heard that Adam Cole is definitely making more money than MJF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, this needs to change, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're gonna <laughs> give they're gonna give him a new contract for sure. Boy, he's, he's talking like he ain't gonna offer him a new one until 2024. So yeah. that's why he's making up noise right now. He's smashing it though. So, 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 okay. So you actually, so this actually might be real, and then they just turn into yeah. they put the part of the storyline. Oh yeah, yeah, it's real. And that's why he cut that promo. Okay, because you gotta remember behind the scenes, he's best friends with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and Cody Rhodes gone. Yeah, Cody Rhodes gone. Cody Rhodes doing bits. We'll talk about Cody in a minute. But, <laughs> but okay. So Wardlow and MJF put in a really cool match. MJF made Wardlow, Wardlow look really, really strong. Wardlow is a bit of a star. What's your thoughts on Wardlow, Scan? They've, they've booked Wardlow nearly to perfection. Like, the way they've built it up, like, with the no theme music, just coming out, wrecking guys left, right and centre. I think the issue is, how are they going to keep it up? Because really, the level he's at right now, he should be going for the world title. Mm. But I think they need to introduce more, like, you know how they had big cats come in the other day and wrestle him? Like they need to like introduce all type of wrestlers from all over the independents, not just AEW signed wrestlers. Like, you know, the wrestlers that go for Ring of Honor, wrestlers of Impact, whatever. Anyone they can get, you know, even wrestlers from New Japan because they're doing the Forbidden Door and just fling him at Wardlow and make Wardlow just go through them. You know, I was watching the other day the Broken Skull session when Stone Cold interviewed Goldberg and you just see like how great WCW did with Goldberg at the start, how they booked mm. him to perfection. And he just, obviously it's lightning in a bottle. So I don't think they, it wasn't planned like that at the start. But once they got the momentum going, they were like, okay, this is, keep this guy beaten. And obviously they ruined it at the end with Kevin Nash. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think sometimes just bringing that back, bring that that old style, you know. This, yeah. But, that, but that's the issue. They never end it right. They always, they always ruin it. Always. So... Hardys versus the Young Bucks. This was nothing compared to the match they had at Ring of Honor in 2017. I think they had a match again recently, in recent years, that was actually pretty good. Um, this match was okay. I just, I'm worried about Jeff, man. Yeah. There was, there was a few times where he went up the, he went up on the turnbuckle and he looked like he's about to slip. There's a few times that he was gingerly walking up. What do you think, man? Is this, is it time for the Hardys to pack it in? I think the problem is, I think Jeff really needs to bow out gracefully but the problem is his style of wrestling requires him to try and kill himself in every match you know um and yeah man it's it's not looking good for him right now you know yeah go on sorry to cut you go 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 and i think what showed and i think that the um the young bucks i don't know if you saw rampage but they had a match against the lucha brothers right because they kind of had to show people look this is the level we're at like, yeah. don't judge us by what you saw against the Hardys because they really had to slow things down for the Hardy boys, man, to make them look yeah, good. Yeah, they did. You know what they should do with Jeff Hardy? Ace, what do you think of this, Ace? Go on. Turn him heel, but make him conservative Hardy. That's what They should change his name to conservative Hardy, right? He right. wears a suit, he comes down, and he's like, I know you guys want to see me go on top of the rope and kill myself, but I won't be doing that. And I'm going to do kick punch, kick punch and wrestle like an 80s wrestler because now I'm conservative, Harvey. What do you guys think? No. No? <laughs> no. Well, let's, uh, not do, let's not do that. Do you know what? He, he is trying to get that Willow character over, though. He's trying to get them to bring that to AEW. 
But was he not so doing I... badness with Willow anyway? He wasn't not doing worse things than Willow as, his, as, as the persona Willow. Was he not like... Um, I don't remember him doing that, but it was just him doing some like enigmatic madness. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Like he was, was going to bring it to SmackDown, wasn't he? But I don't think yeah. that ever happened, yeah. Oh, well. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, so um, the Harleys defeated the Young Bucks, actually. That match. That match went on for 19 minutes and 15 seconds. Do you have any highlights of that? Any memories of any spots that took place in that match that you liked? It was a bit ugly, man. Yeah. I think, like, JR would say, bowling shoe ugly, man. Yeah. A couple, hey. couple of the spots in that match, bro. Um, classic, classic Jim Ross quote. <laughs> Mm. Um, let's talk about Jay Cargill versus Anna Jay now Jay Cargill man she's a star man you see her she comes out she just you know what? You, you just, she's somebody that you can just show that to a neutral and her eyes will be glued to the screen right yeah, yeah. And, and you know even if it's not too late if I can add a female to my current top five Jay Cargill without a doubt man. I love oh, wow. uh, what she's doing right now is just with the baddies with um the new manager as well. Stokely, ha- Stokely Hathaway. Yeah. Formerly known as Malcolm Presentation. So this is was a this was a great this is great booking by AEW. The match was going on. Jane was, I think she was dominating at this point. She had Anna Jay at the top. Anna Jay was going to reverse it. Then Stokely Hathaway, aka Malcolm Bivens, that formerly used to be on NXT. And what I loved about this booking was people were saying when he as soon as he left NXT. People was, were tweeting at AEW, put this guy with Jade, put this guy, and they listened. Comes out, Anna Jade gets distracted. Jade hits her with the, what's the name of the finisher that she does? She does it off the top uh, rope. That flat, it's like a front face flat line. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like what Beth Phoenix used to do. Yeah, she has to Chris Canyon, because Canyon made up all these moves. And mm. hits her with it. One, two, three. Then, um, when Anna Jay was being rushed, she got saved by what's my girl's name? The big tall woman that comes save her. Uh, oh, this Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander yeah. comes out. They were all comfort and then all the baddies and Chris Statlander and Anna Jay were all looking at each other. And then the debut of Ember Moon, Athena, has arrived at AEW. Crowd went nuts. Yeah, yeah. And um it's good to see Ember Moon in AEW. You see what she does. Hopefully she gets booked strong. I don't want nobody taking the title of, of, of Jade at the moment, though. But this is the this is the type of con- this is the type of lady level of competitors Jade needs to face in order to get better. Ember yeah. Moon can't help Jade get better. And mm. side note, Daniel Bryan is training Jade Cargill. So that's great. Yeah. That's I'm a, not surprised. That's a DB. Next up, we had House of Black, Buddy Matthews, Brody King, and Malachi Black. This is Pac, Ooh. Ray Phoenix, and uh, Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon, Pentagon, Penta, yeah, Penta. Um, this was cool. This was cool. It was good to see Ray Phoenix and everybody. You know, they're all reunited. Um, obviously, the lady that uh, I can't remember her name. The lady that Malachi Black blew the smoke, the mist, the mist, oh. blind in her eye. God, I can't remember her name. name. She, she, oh. she showed up and and from the Bar City Blondes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's joined House of Black now. Yeah, yeah. And then House of Black pick up the win, which was, yeah, the right decision, I felt. Yeah. Adam Cole defeated Samoa Joe in the final of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. And Britt Baker defeated Ruby Soho in the women's Owen Hart final. Then Owen Hart's uh, widow, Martha Hart. No, is it Martha Hart? Yeah, Dr. Martha Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So I'm thinking, what's Brett's mum called Martha? No. 
I'm thinking of Batman and Superman there. Martha, <laughs> <laughs> Martha Hart come out and Tony Khan gave her space to, you know, speak her mind and speak her mind. And she was very sweet and just graceful. She didn't bash no WWE. She just was emotional to be there. And and um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker was very respectful and they held, and they held this new Owen Hart titles. So everybody that wins the tournament gets these Owen Hart belts, right? And he has Owen Hart on the logo. What do you guys think of this Owen Hart tournament thing? Is it a nice gesture? Um, I remember when Bret Hart signed with WWE, a lot of people chatting smack, saying how, oh, why is Bret signed with WWE? But I don't feel Bret should feel obligated to stay with AEW because they're honoring his brother. Um, Plus, maybe Bret thought, let Owen's ex-wife do all the talking and I just do my thing. What do you guys think of this whole Owen Hart tournament? Is it nice? Is it something they should repeat yearly or should this be this, this or should it just end it now? Um, I think it's a really good gesture, man. And I think respectfully, like obviously Tony Khan knew that um uh, Owen's family didn't want anything to do with WWE. And um the fact that they respectfully did this tournament and everybody in the tournament kind of brought their A game, you know. So like the match, the match level. I guess throughout was consistently good, especially with the men's side. Um, but yeah, um, overall, I thought it was a good look, man. Um, whether they should bring it back again, I don't know. That's a good question. Ace, should they leave it? Nah, I think it's a good idea, man. I think it's good to see, actually see something with Owen Hart's name on it. Um, because it's been weird for all of us watching wrestling over these last few years and, and they're not even being mentioned of Owen on on WWE TV, which is obviously not that, like, they're not allowed to mention it. The family don't want that, so that's fine. But this is a good way, I think, to, to I mean, tip, tip a cap to, to Owen Hart, who means so much to the wrestling world. Did you guys notice when Martha came out, they pl- they did a new updated version of the Owen Hart theme? Obviously, yeah, it's a WWE cool. theme, isn't it? So they couldn't... Right. They, what they did, but it's like a, a replayed version of it. So it's like, do and then it was like they're just rambling with the rock so it's just so w can't see them so that's interesting so i like i like that at least at least, at least they reference the feed they don't have any footage of owen only thing they have is a few photos from the new japan days um, and maybe a little bit of um stampede wrestling. actually no they don't have any stampede because w w owns that as well so just uh, just an image from his new japan days and then uh that's it. American top team, Scorpio Sky, uh, Paige Van Vant, and oh, we, oh, sorry. So, oh, no, it was, it was Scorpio Sky. Was it six? six yeah, this is six person. Yeah, match, six, six person multi gender tag match. Yeah, Scorpio Sky, Paige Van Vant, and, and uh, Ethan Page versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Tony Conte. Ty Conte, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, Tay, sorry, Tay Conte. I didn't really think nah. for it. No. Two hill teams, man. The dynamics was off. Like people were just waiting for this to end, really. I know you Tay know? Conte and Sammy Guevara came out as um what's that? Uh the um the Oh they got outed by Snow- TMZ. No, 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 no. They came they came out to the ring dressed as the um, Snow White. <laughs> oh, the Mount Magnificent or something. The with the, the horn coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Sammy Guevara has um proposed to her, isn't it, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though he did, you see he proposed to the other girl like about a year ago, and on, on <laughs> I remember because he because basically he was with that 
That was his like childhood sweetheart. Yeah. We cheated on her with Tay Conte. Felt bad. Proposed to her live on TV. And you know something weird because when he proposed to her live on TV, the, 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 even though she said yes, you know, like she didn't want to say yes. And then a few weeks later, it was found out that he was having an affair and then he, they just broke up and now he's with Tay Conte. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. This is cool. I'm glad Kyle O'Reilly picked up the win. It's about time to start pushing Kyle O'Reilly as a secret mm. competitor, former Ring of Honor champion. I didn't like that Jim Ross was like, oh, I'm very impressed by Kyle. Like he doesn't know Kyle, Re- Kyle O'Reilly as a like resume. Like Kyle O'Reilly is a legend. Like, so yeah. I was a bit disappointed in Jim Ross and that. Good to see Kyle O'Reilly get a win there. Hopefully they'll do more with him. Fonda Rosa defeats Serena Deeb in the singles to win the AEW Women's Championship. I believe Fonda Rosa is the first American well, she, Yeah, she retained it. She retained it. Oh, she she retained beat, it. Um, yeah, she won it from Britt Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that match was hard, man. Yeah, Sabrina, Sabrina Deeb, that technical wrestling skills is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Underrated. Uh, Very mm. underrated. Um, what did you think of the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Comeback Club match, the Anarchy in the Arena match, loads of carnage? They tried to keep the music going like there was like a new Jack match. Like a Dalphina's yeah. little homage to New Jack. What did you yeah, guys yeah. think? What do you think, Scott? Boy, that the way they put that together, I think they're starting to because I was I was I was a bit concerned if I'm honest, because um Stadium Stampede was ridiculous, but that was because there was no fans there. Yeah. So the fact that they tried to bring that whole vibe back with the fans in the building as well. Um, yeah, I thought they did a good job, man. There was like a couple, couple of the little skits didn't come off. Like my man was trying to drive my man on a scooter and it wouldn't start. <laughs> but um, yeah, the way way Jericho cut off the music was killed it for me, bro. That yeah, was that was, wicked. that was hilarious. Yeah. Jurassic Express uh, and Christian defeats Keith Lee, Surf Strickland. And also Team Taz, Powerhouse Hubs, and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is a star, right? Because he's gonna yeah. be, he's gonna be. AW needs to make sure they take care of that guy because he's gonna be a huge star. Um, this was a fun match. This was a good, good freeway tag team match. Um, a Jurassic Express. We, they retained, they retained the titles, didn't they? Yeah, yes. This was a great match. And then finally, CM Punk defeats Hangman Page to become AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Was this a right decision for you, Scan? Did you think um, more miles of Hangman Page, or is it was his time over and it's, it's now the summer of Punk? I think sadly it's gonna go down that Page was a transition champion, man. He just for me, he didn't have the star power to carry AEW. You yeah. can't have that many big names in a company and have the guy that's the, the title holder just be, you know, any guy, to be yeah. fair. Um, even though he had a reputation in New Japan, he just like the star power compared to Punk, it's the levels, man. Um, so it was inevitable to be fair. Um, I kind of would have liked to have seen him beat Punk and then Punk get it on the second go round, but you know, just to kind of cement his title reign. But yeah, man, because I think with Hangman Page, man, I think you get the best out of him when he's chasing the title, not when he was actually champion, right? For me, he didn't really do much with it. But you know what? I feel like sometimes, sometimes the first time around when you're champion, in some cases, it's it's, it's you might not be prepared for it, but it helps mm. you to when you become the second time champion to be to be prepared for that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he I think he did a good job in that match. Very good match between him and Punk. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the right decision to put the belt on Punk. I think it's time yeah. for now to get that main event Punk 
COVID. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it happens. All right, before we talk about Hell in a Cell, Scan, what did you rank uh, AEW Double or Nothing out of five? Um, I'm going to give it uh, a four out of five. Just a quick note, because we didn't really talk about the House of Black match, man. That match was ridiculous. Um, some of my favourite guys, obviously, Alistair Black, um, Pac, uh, the Jordy guy from Newcastle yeah. um, and obviously Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are in, in ridiculous so that match for me didn't quite live up to the billing but it was still incredible um, and that might have been matching the night for me to be honest Okay, but yeah overall I'll give it about a 4 out of 5 it's just too long yeah I'll say, I'll say maybe a 3.5 out of 5 um, very good pay-per-view though very good okay uh, what was a uh, match of the night for you? I think you're right. I do think the House of Black match probably was the best match. Them against um, Penta and Ray and Pat. What are they called again? What's the faction called again? Death Triangle. Death Triangle, yeah. That probably was the best match. I just felt like it was a bit short-lived. Like, I think I think it started off so strong and then it just kind of just ended. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, that probably was the night of the match. Night, match of the night. Um, I like Punk versus Hangman, but I just feel Punk... He moves slow now, isn't he? Like he was slow yeah. back in WWE. Yeah, I think he's gone slower. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about Hell in a Cell. Uh, it kicked off with Bianca Belair versus uh, what was it? Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Versus Becky Lynch. Mm. Before we talk about this match, Ace, you have an interview with Bianca Belair, don't you? Yes. Are we doing this now? Yeah, you might as well just throw it in there. Let's get into this now. This is uh, my interview with Bianca Belair, the EST. And this was before... What was this before? I think this is quite a few weeks. This is definitely before the Naomi Sasha Banks walkout. This was a little while ago, guys. This is a couple of weeks ago. So let's get into this right now. Bianca Belair in convo with your boy Ace. Check this out. The kicker. Now, you guys know, I kind of just, just got back from Dallas, caught with a lot of WWE superstars, but somebody that just missed me, flew past me quickly, and somebody I really wanted to catch up with is uh, somebody that's on the line with me right now, the brand spanking new War Women's Champion. Hello, Bianca Belair. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, it was a busy weekend, so I'm going <laughs> to forgive you. <laughs> I'd be I'm in the zone when I'm at WrestleMania. It's it's I'm so sorry. I have I you know charge charge my head, not my heart. It's all good, man. Well, I mean, in a nutshell, it's gonna be hard to in a few words, but like that weekend for you, what was it like? It was uh it was an amazing weekend, but you know, WrestleMania, it's always busy, it's crazy. Uh we have so many appearances and, and interviews, but then along with that, you're trying to prepare to have you know, a, a, a title match on the Granite Stage the Mall at WrestleMania in front of 70, 80,000 people. Uh, so it's a, it's the biggest time of the year, but it's uh, chaotic, but it's it's lovely. I mean, th that weekend is so important to all wrestling fans and we watch the show so intently. Uh, we match up, match up, what, which was the best match up, who stole the show, all of those conversations happen. I mean, and your name always just gets thrown around in those conversations. Like, do you go out of your way to try and make sure that you're making everyone else look bad or is this just something that just naturally happens? <laughs> 
Listen, it's not anything personal, right? I'm just out there trying to be, I'm trying to live up to, to what I preach. I'm trying to be the absolute best version of myself. So, you know, I want my I want my reputation to be that whenever Bianca Belair steps in the ring, you know, it's going to be a great match. You know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out. You know, I love hearing people say, oh, Bianca has great chemistry with Liv Morgan or Dewdrop or Becky Lynch or Bailey or Sasha or Charlotte. I want to have good chemistry with everyone. And, um, you know, in WrestleMania, uh, especially, you know, I want to go out there and have main event caliber matches and I want to be trending that night and along with the, the woman that I'm in the ring with. So that's always the goal. I, that's everyone's goal. Uh, the match was awesome, man. I, I I don't even want to, like, I'm pretty sure you've been asked this before. I think it's an unfair question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Like, how does it compare to to the, the mania you had with Sasha? Uh, you versus Becky, you versus Sasha. How, how did they differ and what did each of those moments mean to you? I mean, you know, WrestleMania 37, I was the rookie in the game and I was just coming in, just trying to prove myself and be, I was just grateful to just be there. Uh, but I was in, it was the main event. And, you know, for that to be my very first WrestleMania, it's just hard to put that into to words. It was a feeling because in that moment, I felt like um, it was WrestleMania, but that, that moment was so much bigger than me. It was so much bigger than Sasha. It was so much bigger than the women, the SmackDown Men's Championship of what it represented and and how it's going to go down in history. And uh, like I said, that that night, nobody lost that night. I mean, I walked out as champion, but no one lost that night because of what it represented. And um, we won an SB off of that. So to, to, to then be going into WrestleMania the next year, I thought, oh, you know, I've done this before. I've been the main event. I'm going to be chill. I was so nervous for WrestleMania 38. Um, but you know, I always say when you're nervous, it means you, you care, but I felt like, um, I wasn't a rookie, you know, it was, I was a WrestleMania main event winner and Becky was a Miss WrestleMania main event winner. So it made that match even, you know, bigger too. So it was just, it was great. And it was, it was just as good in, in a different way. Uh, it was about me redeeming myself. The story was completely different and I wanted to redeem myself uh, for me and in front of my family. And it was the biggest crowd I've ever performed and, and competed in front of. So um, they were just both great nights. And to go back to back at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to ask, is this the beginning of a new streak? Because I mean, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I mean, it's the beginning. I feel like this might be the beginning of a new, a new mania streak. Do we trying to keep this momentum going? I got a good track going and I'm trying to keep this, my legacy. This is my legacy now. This is my reputation. So Ooh, I'm just making it harder and harder on myself now. So next year, um, yeah, definitely going to try to do a three-peat. <laughs> being alive in the flesh, uh, that moment that you took uh, was just like a heel to the face. Uh, mm -hmm. everyone, everybody around me was like, oh, everybody was so concerned. Um, do, you, like, do you remember like what was going through your mind when that happened and how you were even able to finish the match? I mean, if, if guys, guys that people say that wrestling's fake, go back and watch this. Like, this was insane. Like, I, and how painful was it as well? I mean, listen, it's like a month later and I still have a little bit of like a shadow on my eyes still. It's crazy. I'm like, how long is this going to be here? But no, um, as soon as it happened, I was like, dang, Becky with the big boots. But, you know, your, your adrenaline is going in. There's so much on the line, right? I mean, from from out of the gates, Becky gave me the rock bottom. And I mean, she gave me everything she possibly had in that match. And that was just one more thing to add to it. And I had to go through that match with one eye. But as soon as it happened, yeah, I was like, dang, Becky with the big boots, my eye, my eye, man. But um, it's weird because I felt it. But after 
Um, I remember her pitting me and I just, I, I kicked out. And after that, I kind of forgot about it. Um, and I just, I just had to push through because I mean, she had take, she had, Becky had tried to take everything from me at that moment. I mean, my throat, my hair, my eye, uh, and I just kind of pushed through. And then I remember getting to the back and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Was the match okay? Like the match was good. Right. And they're like, no girl, your eye. And I was like, oh my eye forgot and um yeah but by that time it was already super swollen but i just had to push through <laughs> you you've got this ongoing joke on instagram how you keep leaving eyelashes in in, in the in the ring you probably thought they were talking about your lashes were gone <laughs> yeah i know yeah i was like oh did i, did I lose another, another another lash i'm always but it's crazy because my lash didn't come off i i use like the whole bottle eyelash oh, wow cream. <laughs> they need you need an endorsement man they need to cut the check for that man it's like <laughs> listen it's that it's that fancy mascara i've been using there you go. That. You know, eyelashes on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I, I mean, back to your social media, man. We we follow you on social media, and it just seems like you're having the best time in life right now. How much fun are you having? I'm having so much fun. Um, I'm super blessed. I'm happy. Um, I'm healthy. I'm I'm winning titles. I'm making money. I'm making memories with my husband. I'm traveling with my husband. Um, I'm able, I'm defending my title on on Raw. You know, I just got to go back home. I had my first title defense uh, back home in Knoxville, Tennessee, with my family there. I was the first person, I think, to defend my title from WrestleMania. Uh, but I'm just living life. I, uh, you know, I just had another birthday. Um, so another year in the books. Birthday uh, blessings. Just, yeah, yeah. So it's just great. Um, I'm just blessed. I'm just so blessed. I gotta say, man, I, I love my partner. She's amazing, but I couldn't go to work with her every day. <laughs> I need that little bit of time off during the day to do what I gotta do, and like, no, I, I, I love her. She's amazing to me. She looks after me, but I can't. Go, I couldn't travel every day, be on the road. I couldn't. But I love seeing you guys. It is just like amazing to see this black love. What is it like, like sharing a job and sharing your like everything with your with with your husband? Yeah, we share everything. I mean, we live together, we work together, but I met my husband in his business. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't ask for any other way. I mean, I'm on the road more days out of the week that I am home. So I couldn't imagine not being with him or, you know, being separated from him. But, it, you know, we, we we ride together. You know, we also, I travel with uh, Dawkins too, okay. his, his tag team partner. So it's yeah, always yeah. us three. So Dawkins kind of like, you know, he, he, he's in the middle in the mix there. And I'm usually more so arguing with Dawkins more so than I am. arguing. <laughs> with um, it, it, it's a, it's a really fun dynamic, but no, I, I always say I'm blessed to do what I love with the person I love. And we get to experience the highs and the lows together. I mean, WrestleMania was a super cool moment because the first night he was there supporting me. And the second night I was there supporting him. I was more nervous for his match than my match. Um, but it's, it, it's, cool and it's fun and we get to travel together and experience these things together and you know and, and argue with Daw with Dawkins along the way <laughs> I gotta ask though man like what music is playing in the car when you guys are traveling I, I need to know Street Profits um mm -hmm. and Bianca Belair what are we playing in the car man my husband's a music guy I mean he's the one that always has the best playlist I'm like how do you get these playlists I mean and he's always like playing the like these new songs that I've never heard uh, I remember when I first met him and he was playing her and I was like, oh, wow. 
she wasn't even on the mainstream, you know, the mainstream yet. Yeah. And he was like playing her music before, like a lot of people knew about it. And I was like, who is this? Who is this woman? She's amazing. And then like, I think a few years later, she's on the BET awards and then like she started getting mainstream. So he always has like these artists that like, he just has all the new music. Um, but you know, uh, he, he has all the new music. <laughs> Joe, we're going to play some. Let's get into some her right now. You got a favorite her record that you like? Oh, um, oh, my gosh. What is the one he used to play for me when we first met? Uh, now I want to call him in here. <laughs> Scream. Babe! Babe! <laughs> all right, this what is a moment. <laughs> what is the name of that song? Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? I need the. I need to know. What did he use to get the heart of Beyonce? What is the her record? We need to know. This is this is a big moment. Hold on, I'm trying to remember it. I hope he picks up the phone. Come on, hey, you remember when we first met? You used to play me that that the the uh the song from her. What was the name of that song? The one that I really really liked. He just said it's eight million songs of her out. <laughs> it was one that when we first met you used to play for me. We're asking his favorite one. What's his favorite one? What's your favorite one? The one you play for me most of the time. This is, am- this is amazing content out of this guy. <laughs> I'm going to send this to her. <laughs> me. Focus. Focus. That's, I, I should have known that. That was one of the main ones, but that it was still, it was another one too, but that was one of the main ones. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm on an interview that I had to call you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna put your speakerphone. Say hi. Yo, what's going on, Tez? Hey, what's going on? I'm sorry, it's <laughs> early, it's early in the morning, right? It's only 10 o'clock. I get up about 6:30. He's a morning person. All right, all right. I ain't gonna take my interview. But I, I love you. Yeah, right too. Okay. <laughs> That's forever. That you have him in your phone as my husband. That's funny. I, I don't know do. why. <laughs> I love you. That's my husband. <laughs> Montez Ford. Uh, um, music and wrestling is just goes together beautifully. I wanted to ask you guys. Um, I saw you guys in the UK a little while ago, and it was a Q and A question. I didn't get to my question. My question was, how was it to perform at Rolling Loud? Um, that's a, like a huge hip hop festival in the state, probably the biggest hip hop festival in the world. And you guys did a match out there in front of a load of hip hop heads. What was that like? That was so much fun. I mean, even before we found out we were going to be uh, performing at Rolling Loud, my, my husband and I, we were trying to figure out like what days we were off and could we buy tickets to go? Um, you know, that's our culture and, and that's what we grew up on and we've always wanted to go. So to be able to be on the same stage with like some of our favorite artists and be on like go on stage and just see that crowd and, and be in that environment and try to just translate, you know, WWE over into the mainstream, into the hip hop you know, uh, world because, you know, like you said, music and WWE go hand in hand. And we've had so many different artists, you know, come to WWE events. We just had Migos at day one. And, um, you know, I got to meet Meg, Meg the style, you know, I'm a huge fan of, and anytime, you know, so many collaborations that happen with, with, with hip hop and music and WWE. So, but to just go over there and, and be in that world, uh, I was talking with one of the fans and she described it perfectly for me. She was like, you know, it was like both of my worlds like clashed together. It was, and, and I felt so at home in that moment. So I hope we can keep doing more events like that and just keep trying to, you know, draw the eyes from our culture and our world and draw more of those eyes over into WWE because it's, you know, it's, you know, it's me and Street Profits. And you got 
Sasha Banks and Naomi, who are the f- first black women's tag team. Love and that, man. So many of us, you know, represent the culture in WWE. So we want to bring our culture over into WWE even more. Love that, man. Um, listen, I don't know if you know, you guys are coming to the UK in September, uh, the Clash at the Castle. As a fan and speaking to loads of fans, I know how excited we are about having this first pay-per-view in the UK since the 90s. Like, it's been that long. Um, how excited are you guys? What's the locker room saying about coming to the UK to do this big, massive pay-per-view show? No, we're so excited. I mean, it's the first time that WWE has had a stadium show in over 30 years mm-hmm. and, and we're coming back. And even with, you know, Dewdrop and Nikki ASH, you're so excited about coming back home. And, and um, for me, you know, my first time ever traveling internationally, my first time ever getting a stamp of my passport was in WWE when I came to the UK. So uh, I'm always excited to come uh, back to the UK and the fans, you guys are like some of the best fans ever <laughs> and super passionate and super fun to, to be in, in a stadium with. But I'm excited about it and to be able to put a stamp on the clash at the castle uh, as a woman and have and throw down and have a woman's match there and, and steal the show. Um, I'm excited and everyone else is excited. You know, it's the biggest um the biggest uh, in-demand event in WWE history. You know, we already had broke a record for pre- pre-sale registration. It's already Crazy. Yeah. signed up. So uh, everyone's excited. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to have a few title defenses before then, but do you have any idea what it will look like in regards to what Bianca Belair's role will be at the Clash Listen, in I'm the castle? I'm going to have a couple of title defenses before then, but I have full faith that I'm still going to be champion. So I'm going to be there defending my title as Rawlings champion. So I'm trying to hold that title up and celebrate with you guys. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, I, I mean, before you go, man, you've got a uh, Raw Women's title, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship as well. I mean, what else is there for you to achieve? What does the future look like for Bianca Belair? Oh, there's so much more for me to achieve. Um, you know, as long as it's, it's, this is still bringing me happiness and there's, that's, you know, I'm going to continue to do this and, and this is going to continue to bring me happiness. But, um, you know, for me, it's just going out there and showing up and showing out, being a part of, being a part of as many opportunities as possible. I have an amazing WrestleMania streak going on uh, that I have to keep going. Um, you know, I want to continue to build my legacy and, I also, uh, you know, like I always say, I've, I've, I'm at the forefront of another generation of women's wrestling, I feel like. And I've pinned three out of the four horsewomen. My goal is to pin all four horsewomen. Uh, when is that going to happen? Listen, last one is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So, and I've always looked up to Charlotte ever since I got into WWE. I mean, her passion for 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 what she does and her craft um, is 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 amazing uh and the four horsemen has, have done some some so many amazing things for yeah. women's wrestling so to be able to get in the ring with them and and compete with them and and possibly pin off four uh yeah that's that's one of my goals i have i've got all the faith in you man est thank you very much for joining us on one extra and uh we'll see you in the uk at the clash of the castle i see you september 3rd i see you the kick out est man yes come on Always so Hel- a vibe, man. Yeah, she's a G, yeah. man. I got love for her, man. Um, yeah. So Helena Cell obviously was in Chicago. And uh, the first match was uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Just was a great opening match for me. Very fun. Very jam-packed. I love, I love all three of these women. So I'm glad these three are getting that star treatment that they deserve. The crowd was red hot for Bianca Belair. Red, red hot for Bianca Belair. The EST crowd chance for this raining out the arena. Um, Sky, what did you think of this match? 
it, it definitely um it it kind of exceeded expectations for me man um the coordination between the three of them was smooth you know um you can see the the levels you know in the, especially in the women's division these were like the top tier of the of the division man and um i'm i'm a big asuka fan anyway so i'm always glad when she gets to shine and we kind of got a bit of old school asuka like NXT Asuka when she was just straight kicking people's heads in, man. So sure. I definitely enjoyed that. Ace, what do you think? Um, yeah, I thought it was a wicked match, man. I'm di- I'm disappointed that Asuka's taken two losses since she's come back. Mm. She's taken two pins. I feel like they needed to book her really strong coming back. Uh, I'm not mad at her feuding with Becky before feuding with Bianca Belair, which is cool. But I just I just don't feel like she, I don't I don't feel like she should be taking as many as L's as. She's been taken since she come back. It should have been more like come back. Like when she first turned up on Raw and she was just kicking everyone's head off is what I wanted to see. And it, need, mm. I, it needed to be a real moment when Bianca and Asuka finally face off. And I feel like we just yeah. kind of kind of pissed it away already. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a good match all the same, man. I don't know how how much longer. I, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'll be interested to know where they're going with Becky. Because right now mm. I can't tell. Which is interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it'll be a good time to really reevaluate how to book some more of the women's division going forward. Because you can just build stars with Becky. Like Becky doesn't really need to have the belt. Becky can have a, like a, a third, fourth match of the show or whatever. And going forward, and it's like have her have a little thing where she's building new women coming up, women that's not really utilized. Women from maybe NXT 2.0 coming up, you know what I mean? Like, I think this would be a good time for Becky just to kind of like win matches with women that don't really get much attention. Sorry yeah. to jump back. Well, sorry, I'm jumping from uh, promotion to promotion, but I also <laughs> I did want because I didn't I don't really do AEW. I'm in and out a little bit, but I also felt like I didn't really rate the CM Punk winning the AEW World Championship because I felt like that was his job too, is just to put the young kind of like what Edge is doing. On Raw, I know they're not the same. I know like Edge is probably more of a Hall of Famer, maybe he's had a longer career, whatever. But I just feel like Edge is going out of his way to make the youngers look great without mm. having to be in the title picture. Whereas I don't feel like Punk necessary. Punk is already huge. He's already this huge star. I don't feel like he needed to come back and win the AEW title. That's just my two pence. But I don't watch every week, so I can't really speak. And I'm just I disagree. I think Punk had to win it. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think they needed to go old school with the booking, man. I think it, it's a case of like, if that's the top guy, bro, you put the strap on the top guy. And just, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Punk did spend a lot of weeks just putting some of the younger guys over. He did yeah, do yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think you could do it more of an effective way as champion. Because, you think so? Yeah, because people are going to be interested to see his matches. People are going to be wanting to see his matches. People want to want to buy the buy the pay per view to see a CM Punk main event. So. As him as the champion, whoever's gonna be in the ring with is giving that Ric Flair, woo, that moose shine. You know what I mean? That you know what I mean? That Ric Flair, sixty minutes with Flair. Would you NWA, say the same thing about Edge though? Would you say the same know, thing Rick, about Edge? Going to Puerto Rico and wrestling man like El Salvador, and then coming back and wrestling Kerry Von Erich, and then going down to the territories and woo, Ric Flair. Every episode. <laughs> that's, every what episode. Pop, that's what Pop needs to do. No, but would you say the same thing about Edge? Does Edge need to? Why? Why? Nah, nah, Edge, Edge was never interested why, like that as a champion. Anyway, he was never. Nah, Edge. Nah, nah. nah. Right, cool. Let's move on from Edge. All right, cool. All right, he was doing good with Judgment Day, though. That was good. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll but he was that. doing well with that. 
But change, plans is changed, and we're going to talk about that. And I think I know why plans is changed. And I'll, I'll, get mm. to my, I'll add in my two pence in a minute. So, um, Becky, Be- Bianca Belair, man, reigning women's champion. What do you guys think of Bianca, man? I think she's amazing. I think they should keep the belt on her as long as possible. I think she's just generally interested. Now, I don't even, I, I, I wouldn't mind many multiple short runs. Like multiple short runs. Why not? Like, Let's let's just do what let's, <laughs> let's give her the Charlotte thing, yeah, and just make her a 16-time world champion in three years. Why not? Fuck it. Like she doesn't need to have a long, meaningful reign. Charlotte's Charlotte never had a long, meaningful reign. Yeah. And she's deemed as one of the greatest of all time. I feel like let's keep having these quick matches, quick feuds. She loses it, she gets it back, she loses it. Why not? I like that. Me okay. personally. Yeah. Next up, Bobby Lashley. Defeated almost an MVP in a two-on-one submission handicap match. MVP released a song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this song, uh, yeah. My this record. A dish record to Bobby Lashley, um, which was quite hilarious, actually. And um, uh, and then we saw a backstage segment where Cedric Alexander was kind of begging to go back into the Hurt Business. MVP kind of put an end to that, saying it's no more Hurt Business. You need to go away. <laughs> As the match goes on with almost and Lashley, Cedric Alexander gets involved, causes a distraction, and which makes Lashley defeats almost for the second time, I believe. Right? Yeah. Lashley, Lashley yeah, beat him a mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lashley wins, gets almost out of his way. I don't know how this, I don't know what this will do for almost, because I thought maybe if almost gets a win over Lashley, that could kind of help him get to another level, but it seems that almost mm-hmm. just yeah, floundering. Um Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel in a singles match. This match was quite fun, very entertaining. Kevin Owens was on top form entertainment-wise. Ezekiel was hitting him with some sort of Kenny Omega-style knees and, and hitting him with an elbow drop. And uh, But Kevin Owens finally got the win. And uh, we'll see what happened that will be between them two. Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley defeats AJ Styles, Finn Balor and Liv Morgan. Scott, what do you think of this match? Um, I thought it was quite a, quite a tidy match, man. Nothing too like obviously AJ getting busted open the hard way um, during the match. Um, I think he got a concussion, you know, because he wasn't on Raw. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, man, I think it was the right decision. Judgment Day just starting out, so they had to get a win on that, you know. But yeah, what do you think? Edge's haircut. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's trying to he's trying to beckon in, man. He's just trying to be different for being different. <laughs> I don't think the haircut works on him, man. He should have just, just kept either kept it long or cut it like how he cut it before. because he, he looked good with short hair before with the you know when he had the retirement edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that that suited him, but I don't know what this haircut was about. But what do you think of this match? Um can I say something controversial? Go ahead. I hate mixed gender tag matches. Yeah. I think I think the rules are stupid. I think like not in a, not obviously we don't want to see like see you mate. We're gonna have to edit all this shit. <laughs> but I just feel like when it's like okay, guys are getting on and then the women and then it, it breaks up the like the continuity of the match. It's just if it, I think it's weird. And then I think it's like if we're gonna do this cool, I do feel like there should maybe be some interaction between the men and the women. Maybe not like not maybe not like all out interaction, but if. Yeah. A woman gets in the way of a frigging diving drop kick, then that is, it is what it is. You're a wrestler, in it. You can take bumps. I, d- I yeah. just think it's like it, I just find it very strange and weird. I don't even understand how 
and I, I, but although I didn't enjoy this match, I'm not gonna lie. I just feel like intergender matches not always fun, and I yeah. think it, it's a bit weird, in my opinion. Hopefully that that doesn't get me cancelled. No, no. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Um, I will I will chuck in a little two pence yeah. still because with the with the female they 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 um marketed as athletes. Yeah, you know, and you always and the thing that always used to get me is that if if a male wrestler hit one of them they'll just collapse like, oh yeah it's a woman poor woman but it's like but you're not you're a trained athlete you shouldn't exactly. be dropping like that yeah like referees they just as soon, yeah. as, like, as soon as referees get hit they're out for 20 minutes it's mad this this and women and it doesn't you're so right you're so right i just think if they're gonna do it if we're, if we're gonna mix it up let's maybe mix it up i don't know it's, it's inconsistent man because yeah. you got the the 24 7 championship and they're mixing it up 100 like, everyone's fighting everyone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I didn't. I didn't think it took away from the match, but I do hear what you're saying about it. It'll be more. It could be very more interesting if like Liv Morgan was getting away with spare or or you know catch a spare or Rhea Ripley gets you know. I don't know. No, like the, you can't say it didn't take away from the match because the whole finish was based on the fact that Finn Balor wouldn't jump, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't hit um, Rhea Ripley. So it's kind of like we know now why he didn't. Okay, we know now Ooh. why, of course, but. I'm sure they used it the week before. They used a similar thing the week before. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I hear what you're saying. So, Judgment Day picks up the win, and it looks like Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley and Edge are going to go on strong and go forth. But we will talk about what happens on Raw. Madcap Moss defeats Happy Corbin in a no holds barred match. Madcap Moss really showed a lot of aggression in this match, showed a lot of, you know, you know, Toughness and showing the Baron that he's not one to be messed with. Yeah, he cracks jokes, but he when he has to, he can kick ass. And... This feud is done now, right? This has to be done now. Please. Can I just say I, I feel sorry for Madcap Moss because, and I also feel sorry for for Baron Corbin, because, not Baron Corbin. Sorry, Happy Corbin, because they genuinely think here that putting you in a rivalry. With happy, with happy Corbin just makes you over. It's like they think that 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 is automatically going to get you over. You don't need any other like gimmick or anything to relate to the fans. As long as you're against him, then this is going to work. And unfortunately, this is not going to work. No. He needs more than, and he's not doing the jokes no more. I take it as the joke thing finished now. I think that it yeah, might, yeah. I think they might bring it back a bit or make him target against heels. So you yeah. probably, probably do jokes and pranks against heels. Uh, I, nah, this ain't it, man. This ain't nah. it. This I don't think it. so. I don't think nah. I don't think so either. But who knows? Stranger Things has gotten over. True. So, um, Fairy versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. Man, I mean, Ali got great reception by his Chicago natives. Ali mm. was going. I love Ali as a wrestler, man. He was he was yeah. getting in, bro. He was doing some great shit, but um, obviously. He they did the whole thing where he dominates, goes for a back moonsault, lands on, twerks his knee, and then Austin Ferry worked on the knee uh, for the rest of the match. There was one move that Austin Ferry did that I've never seen anyone do before. It was like a Spanish fly, but it was a different type of Spanish fly. I saw that. But yeah, when he kind of like hops onto the thing and then flips over. It was like a very different modified Spanish fly. So I'll give Austin Ferry that. He's sick though, man. I like yeah, him yeah. a lot. I like him a lot. I think he's sick. Yeah, they're both. I think yeah. I think they're both sick. Mm. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of like when um AJ Styles was heel, man. They didn't kind of like tone down the move set. They, you know, they just let him. You know what I mean? Let him still show off what he can do. Yeah. So I appreciate that they do that, man. Yeah. So 
Austin Ferry picks up the win, and then Mustafa, Mustafa Ali tweeted on Twitter, I don't know, man. And loads of people were supporting him. Like, oh, don't worry, man. Stay at it. Stay at it. I don't know. I don't know. What does Mustafa Ali, what does that tweet mean? Is he, is he still upset that he didn't win the belt? Or is it just, is this, is this part of a work, do you think? That's definitely a work, surely. Has yeah, to work, man. Him and Champa's matches are going to be sick. Yeah. His match? Champa. Champ, they're gonna have they're, obviously they're going into a feud, right? Who is? Must my stuff at Ali and Champa. Oh, is there something going raw? Did I miss? Was that last week that he interrupted his match with Austin Fury? Well, they got Champa doing randomness, boy, because he yeah. attacked Riddle on Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, week, he's so. been he's been attacking random dons. Everybody okay. thought he was the new the new member of Judgment Day, innit? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, didn't happen. Interesting. And last, the main event, Cody Rose versus Seth freaking Rollins, head in a cell match. There was talk that Cody Rose was suffered an injury and he's going to continue. We didn't know how bad the injury was until, well, we'll talk about Cody's entrance in a minute. Let's talk about Seth Rollins' entrance. Seth Rollins sticking to that trolling rule that he did. Remember when he faced off against Roman Reigns and he wore the shield? Yeah. Yeah, when he faced off against Rey Mysterio and he wore the Rey Mysterio gear against Eddie Guerrero and Hollywood Havoc in 97 with a purple outfit, one of the best matches of all time. And then now he wears the Dusty Rose, baby, gear. You know, the, the you know, a man. I wish he came out to the theme, though. He should have come out to the theme. Ooh, what, the working man? I was a working man. He should have been America. Ooh. And then... Yeah, that's what you should have yeah. been. Oh, that, that would have been something. That would have been sick. But anyway, yeah, he come yeah. out with a Dusty Rose ring attire and trying to play these mind games. And then Cody comes out. Cody gingerly walks down to the ring and he takes off his jacket slowly. Then you can see the purple bruise all over his pectoral, the muscle that's torn, his arm is all purple. So I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. Why is everybody, why is he, why is he clear to wrestle? <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest, I can't watch it, man. So you can watch it. No, nah, I watched like the first five or ten minutes. I was just like, why is he, why are they doing this, man? It's just like, he just looked like he was in so much pain. You know, like he was holding it to his body. I, I'm, I'm not watching this. I, I just thought this was, it's too much. It's allow it, man. Like the, the color of it, there was parts of it that were like, like red, raw. Did you yeah, see that? Like saying, throughout, yeah. Like throughout, it got progressively worse. You can nah, see. I, I, I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch it. Mm-mm. But what Ace? What do you think? Do you think he should have went ahead with the match or not? Because I, uh, I I heard they was going they was thinking about flying Roman in to replace him. They they would have had. That's the only other thing they could have really have done. Um, I think obviously I think it makes him go out like a hero, hundred percent, and he's gonna come back like an even bigger hero. Yeah, for doing what he did. He's definitely winning that belt now, hundred percent. That much. But I found it very uncomfortable to watch, and I think WWE will take a lot of like criticism for letting him wrestle like that like what if it got worse what do you know what I mean what if he had written I just think it was I think that was unnecessary in my opinion and then man were going in as well yeah like, go back like they were going in Seth was yeah. working Seth was working the, the, the injury um, Cody was doing so many different crossroads there was a, a, a move Cody took from Seth and he landed on his arm like he landed on his arm I was like oh um, yeah. you know table spots um, Cody was whipping him with the, the belt, the cowbell, you know, mm. the pedigrees. It was a great match. I would see Seth had, had, the, had the visionary um, weight belt. The, the visionary yeah. weight belt. That just, yeah. Like, like Cody's Hogan type of belt, NW Hogan belt. Um, yeah. 
They 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 um they cut a lot of spots from the match though. Yeah, um, to, he was supposed to. to do Cody was supposed to do a moonsault spot. Like there was a few spots that had to get cut, man. Yeah, they had to. They had to. There was no way. So I guess from what they wanted to do, some changes were made, of course, but still they still went ham. It's still a great match. I wouldn't say it's a classic like a lot of people say it was online. I wouldn't say it's a classic, but it was a very, very good match. Respect to Cody Rose. He won, beat Seth Rollins three times now, rides off to the sunset, and you know that he's just going to get that belt eventually when he's fully healed. Um, How screwed are they now, though? Like, really? <laughs> like, they, like, they're shagged. Like, they're, like, really shagged. Roman is part-time. Randy's somewhere. They've had to bring Cena back. Was, yeah. Do you think that was already booked in? Or do you feel like that was like, that was the last minute, that was pulled the trigger, right? I think, I think they had to ask him to come back. They're shagged. They are absolutely, like, there's no one. They've got nothing. But See, that's the criticism with WWE. They, they weren't making stars, man. They no. didn't, nobody got the Cody push before Cody, basically. Yeah. Like, it was like the 50-50 booking. No one was really coming up. Yeah. You know, I, I think they should have built up Lashley more. Like, Lashley should be like top guy right now. Like it looks even, like they, they're going to try and do that now, though. It looks even like the way that he's doing promos and all that, and he, that he's kind of alluding that he, they look like they're really trying to, like, he's got to carry the station. So I say the state. See, I talk too much about radio because that these kind of things happen to me when you have to carry the radio station on your back. <laughs> but, it's fine. but he has to, he looks like he's going to have to carry while, like, yeah. Imagine it, like, God forbid, imagine if Roman got injured now, like, yeah. They're shit. They're absolutely finished. Because, like, Raw the last, I mean, SmackDown the last couple of weeks without Roman hasn't really been hitting. Like, you you kind of need him. What yeah, about with yeah. Drew? Where's Drew? Is Drew not there? Bro, his star powers dropped, boy. Because, like, during the pandemic, Drew was, like, the whole show. Yeah. And, like, but now they, he's just... I feel like they realised, though, when we came out of the pandemic, that he, he wasn't as hot as... As he is when we were sitting in the house, Skillet said it. He was <laughs> Skillet said it. When we were in the house, it was Drew McIntyre. When we got out of the house, he's like, nah. And I think they're gonna make that mistake going into the clash. Unfortunately, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna build it all around him, and he he will have a pop in in Cardiff, obviously, but he'll take it back to the states, and no one will care. They need to, you know they need to fast track Tyson Fury to feud with Drew straight away. Oh, what? So you don't think it should be a title match? No, I don't think I don't think Drew's gonna face Reigns at Clash. I do. I think it's Drew. I think it's Drew versus Tyson Fury. Yeah, I think it's Reigns. Okay, I think it's Fury. But okay, Um, a British person has to win a belt at the Clash. So it's either gonna be Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, or Drew McIntyre, and the women's tag team titles are gone. So it's got to be Drew. True. All right. Well, butch, what, are, oh, I'm <laughs> what are we ranking Hell in a Cell out of five, guys? Was it me or was it like this is a really short show? No, yeah. we, got, we got Raw to talk about. No, I'm talking about oh. Hell in a Cell. The premium live event. Yeah, the premium. Like, it felt super short. I was wait after Cody and Seth. I was like, okay, cool. Where's the Usos? And was, okay, they're not even on the show. Shane. Yeah, no, it, it was short. It was, it was short. short. Um, I'm going to give about it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't one of my favorite. I'll easily forget that show. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I'm gonna give it two and a half. Scam. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a solid, um, like the source, man. I'll give it a solid three point five. I'll give it a three. I won't give it a three point five. I say three out of five. It wasn't bad. Wasn't great. 
Because regardless, you'll never forget that that cell match. That, yeah, that, 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 that main event. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. that that main event is memorable. Like you said, Scam, absolutely. That's going down in history for sure. That's a historic moment. So, all right, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, the night afterwards, Cody Rhodes comes down to address the crowd and and how emotional he was, and he said he wasn't going to miss it. He wasn't going to miss. He said he goes, you know, he talks about the Rhodes family and talks about his daughter. There's a, a Rhodes family that you haven't met. My daughter. And he said he wanted to prove the reason why he wanted to go out there was to show his daughter that even on your worst day, even when everything's stacked against you, even when you're having a really bad time, believe in yourself, go out there and perform and do what you do best and you will still get the result you would desire. And big up Cody for that. Lovely. You can tell, I could just see that Cody's very emotional. So you can see that when Vince was trying to pull Cody, we're going to pull the match. And he was like, and you can just see that Cody probably blubbered and cried in front of him. He's like, no, put me out there. I want this match. And then Vince is like, God damn it, you sold me. Go out there. And, <laughs> go out there and tear your pectoral muscle. Tear it. And then that's what he did. And Cody's out for another six months. But um Are yeah. you talking about are you talking about trying to get all up in the money in the bank? So Yeah, that was wild. What, what was he talking about, bro? Well, of course, right, he might try, he might try and bro- Brock Lesnar it, innit? Well, I mean, for a promo-wise, it's clever because he's saying that he, he had the match with Seth, got Seth out the way. Yes, I'm hurt, but I'm still going to go. I'm Because I'm hurt, I'm not going to stop. So I'm going to look at Money in the Bank, knowing that he's not going to be a part of it. But he's going to be, I'm going to go Money in the Bank. As a character promo, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to keep going. Or he could get it, like like you guys are saying, in a weird way. And just well, like, sit on like it. Brock Lesnar did, when he just, just showed up. When Brock Lesnar nah, showed yeah, up. And, just, and just sit on it until he gets back. That bookie was ridiculous. He just showed up and just got the damn thing. So Cody says that he's they would pop for that. The crowd would pop for that if Cody did that. They Cody. would. They would. Cody puts his hat in the name of Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins comes out, shows him respect. Seth Rollins says, "Yeah, you know, you have my total respect. Nothing but love." They they hug, shake hands. Cody goes to the back. And then Seth, well, Seth goes to the back. Cody's still addressing the fans, saying goodbye. Then Seth comes out with a sledgehammer, attacks the injury, beats up Cody. And that's where Cody's officially going to be written off the TV until he heals and comes back to win the Royal Rumble, I think. I think he'll come back and win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think that was the plan from day one, bro. I think since Cody come back, they need to show AEW that this is what we're going to do with your... Um, EVP, like he's gonna win everything. Yeah, like I think if he didn't get injured, he would have won Money in the Bank. He's gonna win Rumble, probably be Soul Survivor, Survivor Series, like everything. Yeah. So yeah. um, I think yeah, Rumble, you know? Rumble, Rumble is definitely gonna yeah. happen, surely. Or that, Big E. Or Big E, yeah, yeah. Or Big E, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for Big E to come back. Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch makes short work of Dana Brooke, right? Did Asuka get involved in this match? I think she yeah. did. Dana yeah. Brooke won. No, Dana Brooke won, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pin Becky Lynch. Because Asuka got involved, yeah, because Asuka <laughs> yeah, got involved. Yeah. So, so Brooke and, I mean, Asuka and Becky Lynch are continuing this feud, basically. Yeah. But I think, I feel like having Becky keep losing is good. Like, her just flying off the hinge, like, she's about to go nuts because she keeps losing, which is, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Throughout this 
Monday Night Raw, they kept alluding to a new member of Judgment Day will be joining, a new member of Judgment Day. So there was a countdown clock in an hour and a half or whatever, a new member of Judgment Day will, will join. We'll get into that later. Um, next up, Miz and, and Maurice. Uh, what's his name? Maurice? Maurice, Maurice yeah. Yes, his wife. His, yeah, <laughs> Maurice <laughs> and his wife, Maurice. Is this the first time we see Maurice in a while? A little bit, since uh, yeah, a little bit. Edge and Beth Phoenix. They've come down to talk about Mrs. and Miss, Mr. Mrs. Miz and Mrs. the TV show and how the new season is starting. They Maurice is talking, just, they're just gassing each other up as they always do. They're just, you know, Mrs. talking about he's the best. Gets interrupted by Riddle. There's jo- Riddle cracking jokes about Miz and his balls or whatever. Maurice was saying stuff, he's got wonderful balls or big balls, the biggest balls and balls. If anyone's got balls. And, and then Riddle's that prove it. I don't know. This is a stupid promo. Miz was making fun out of Randy Orton, how he's out, shelved. Uh, then these two get into an altercation. And um, did Miz, no, Miz hits Riddle and then says, let's have a match now, innit? And then Miz wrestles him in a suit, right? Am I right about this? Uh, he, challenge, he challenges him and, and Miz says no. And then, um, so he's about to go and then Champa attacks Riddle. Oh, yes. And then obviously he sees like my guy broke up on the floor. So he, he then he just changed his mind. Like, yeah, get a referee out here. Let's do it. You know what? Um, I must have missed the whole champ a bit. I don't know what I was doing when I was watching. But, oh, I was working. I was checking my emails. So I must have missed the champ attack. So I didn't. It, it was, bro. It was, it was, he was in and out. Like he literally yeah. just vanished after he did it. Right. Okay. Okay. But I do. But let me just ask you one quick question about Miz. Right. What do you think of Miz as a character? The fact that he literally played the same person for a, a decade. I mean, it works sometimes. I'm not like... Totally... Like who? Who's been the same character for 10 years? That's straight. 10 years. No one. Really. Who hasn't been a character for... What do you mean who hasn't been the same character for 10 years? He's been... literally been the same guy for 10 John years. John Cena. He's been the same guy since... Yeah, before. true. Yeah. No, but, but Cena's gone up. The, like My guy's still the mid-cards, putting other people over, getting his comeuppance. Literally the same type of character. It could be worse, though. He could be Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. He's about to have a great Miz, summer. Miz is in a good position because he's he would he would be a part of a headliner pay-per-view. Like even he's a he's safe pair of hands as well. Yeah, he like, he won't main event in a pay-per-view, but he'll be like in a major stay in a pay-per-view. He, I think he's never been injured, like ever. No, I don't think he has. And he can always get heat. He's good at that. He's sick at that. Um did Riddle win the match? Yeah, yeah, really won the match. Uh, was it Usos versus Street Profits next, isn't it? Yeah, I really loved it how, but, how the Usos won the tag team titles on SmackDown. That was that was great, man. That reminded me of like old NWO stuff and faction mm-hmm. stuff when the faction wins and they terrorize the, 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 the heroes and I mean the faces. That was good. I really loved that. So, um, the Usos faced off against the Street Profits. Usos come out with the, the multiple belts, the, the unified title belts. Is it me or is Montez Ford getting bigger? He's bulking up, isn't it? I swear, like, if you look at Montez Ford, look at his, like, arms and his chest and his... He's trying to get that main event spot. He, they're going to turn him. He's going to turn soon, I'm telling you. They're going to do, do something with Montez soon. But anyway, Montez and Angelo Dawkins versus the Usos. The crowd comes alive when Ford starts picking up steam. Uh, he can um, 
yeah. It was just Ford, really. For me, Ford was killing it in this match. Uso seemed to be um, doing everything. Did Uso's won this? How did they win this? I can't remember how they won this match. They didn't. It was a, they, they lost by a count out. But um, what do you think about the whole championship contenders match thing? <laughs> it's stupid. Well, what is so it? you got to beat the champions to get your title match. I know, it's stupid, isn't it? They've been this for a little while now. Though. They've been doing this for a little while now, to be honest. It's just because they got a lack of tag teams, man. They need more. Oh, so because the Usos won by count out, they've got a title. I mean, just because Could Street it? Profits won by a count, do they have a title shot? They're going to have a title yeah. shot now, yeah. No wonder why the crowd, I remember now they walked away and the crowd popped. I was like, I've never seen a crowd pop this much for a count out before. Yeah. And it makes sense because they've got a title shot, right? That's like Teddy Long coming out saying, yeah, no, hold on, player. We got a title shot now. But it's just like, I don't know. Lastly, promo with Austin Ferry. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they kind of, because yeah. at the end of the match, he was um, at the paper, at the Hell in a Cell, he was holding up the WWE title, innit? And then I right. think they, they kind of just parred him off to the US title now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that, my, my thing is, I think they're just getting him ready for Cena, innit? So they're giving him a bigger, bigger opponent. With oh, because Austin Ferry versus Cena, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, mm. of course it is. And that's Ferry's dream opponent. That's his idol. Boy. That's Austin Ferry's. I asked him when I interviewed Austin Ferry in Texas, he, that's his like main, one of his main influences in wrestling was John Cena. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Spot on scan. Well done. That's what it is. Um, Dominic Mysterio still facing off against Veer. What's happening here? Why is this still happening? Because he has to get his revenge. Oh. And did Veer win? Um, yes, by disqualification. Ray Mysterio get involved. All right, let's talk about what we all want to talk about. <laughs> Judgment Day has promised to add a new member. Edge, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest comes down. They said they've got a new member. And, you know, oh, first and foremost, they said how strong they were at, at, at Hell in a Cell and how they continue to be this force to be reckoned with. And Rhea Ripley's going to go and get that women's title when she has that match with the women, six-pack match, whatever they had later on in that one war. I guess, but now we got a new member, Finn Balor. And you know when, like, you can tell they've had a conversation about how they thought this was going to go in regards of crowd reception, right? So it was like, Finn Bella! They're like pointing. And you can just tell Edge and Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley was like looking at the crowd. And that pop didn't come because no. the pop they thought was going to come. But I think the reason why the pop didn't come because... They didn't believe it. People were always like, oh, this is obviously a ruse. Yeah, exactly. Bala's going to come and, and pretend to join and then he'll attack the Judgment Day and stay a face. But what people didn't see come was when Damien Priest said, now that we have all our members here, it's time to get rid of the excess baggage. Time to get rid of the, the thing that holds us back. And that's you, Edge. And then Edge, was, Edge looked genuinely shocked, which was great, great acting by Edge. And then Priest blasts him. It took it took Priest to blast it for the crowd to be like, what? Yeah. It <laughs> it's, it's like, Priest just said, it's you holding us back. And then we're like, and then uh, it, what? And then um, Balor and Rhea Ripley all attack. It's very Bullet Club-ish. It reminds me of Bullet Club, how Bullet Club will attack their leaders after a certain amount of time. 
this I felt was rushed because a Cody Rhodes got injured and they ain't got no faces. So yes, they're bringing back um, John Cena, but they also probably asked Edge, maybe you should turn face too, so we can have more faces. Mm. So I feel Edge is now a face because of the, what happened to Cody, and Cena's coming back, and because you know that Cena's probably only going to come back for a match or two. He's yeah, going to come back for long. So, but what do you guys think? Did you guys enjoy this segment? I enjoyed it. Um, definitely didn't see it coming. Um, yeah. I think when I saw the obviously, I, I thought Judgment Day as a three looked amazing together, but when I saw the swap out of Finn Balor and Edge, I was like, okay, this is yeah, this is looks impressive. Like, it's I feel like you've been saying it for like years, I think. I feel like you've been saying it for years that they need to turn Finn ill. You've been yeah. saying it, you've been saying it. Yeah. And also, I, I just saw it yeah. instantly. Okay, I get this now. I understand why Skillet's been saying it. So yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Scam, what do you think? Yeah, you kind of want that New Japan um, Finn Balor to come back right. really, innit? But I think, I, think, um, I think a lot of the crit- criticism Judgment Day was getting was that Edge was just talking too much. Like, he needed that mystique. Like, all this mountain of omnipotence business. It was like, it weren't needed, man. It was just, he was trying to be too smart. And I think the fact that Finn isn't really a much of a talker. Um, my guy, Damien, ain't really much of a talker. I don't think they're going to say much. They're just going to come yeah. down and damage people. And, and, and I think that's... Dam- yeah, and that's probably what's going to work. That's probably mm. instead of like, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I think, like, the possibilities, though, like, these three make, even when it comes to... The women's division with Rhea, the tag team division, or the single like I just think there's so many different avenues they can go and ways they can go to make this interesting. And you can think about all of the different lineups that they and opponents and rivals that they can have. Sick man, I like it. I hope they get more members in though. Yeah, I want to yeah. see like I want to see like at least seven seven members in this. Yeah. Team. Get seven people in like they don't they don't do that anymore. In fact, it's nowadays it's just four and that's it. If that or three, like. Have judgment day. Have a couple of people in there that's not being utilized. So let's have a let's have a quick prediction. Then who's going to be the fourth member? Cedric Alexander. <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> so are we like you just don't think Champa is it? Then it's not Champa. I don't think. So. Nah. I think it's too obvious if it's Champa. Oh, I got a prediction. Go on. And I sussed it out because. When, and I could be totally wrong, but, but when Finn attacked Edge and Rhea Ripley and Damien Priest all attacked him, who kept talking on commentary? Who kept saying, this doesn't make sense? He kept saying, he kept saying Edge, they won. They won, a, they won a judgment day. They won a head in a cell. Why Corey would Graves. they do this? Corey, Corey Graves. Graves kept talking. And who is cleared to compete? Who is cleared? And who would be the best? And who would be the best mic man for them? And who would be the best mic man for them? It's Corey Graves, damn it! That's a good because he doesn't. He he won't even need to wrestle much. He can have like the odd match here and there, obviously, as he's like getting warmed up, and he could just be the mouthpiece. Edge, Edge's new Judgment Day theme. Give that to Corey Graves and Judgment Day, and Edge comes back with the typical "You think you know me?" face face theme. Corey Graves, a Edge. Come on, this is Corey yeah, Graves. I like it. I like Corey it. Yeah. You heard it here yeah. first. That's it. Book it, skillet. Thank you. I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but you know. Um, 
Next up, almost defeated Cedric Alexander. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode came out. Very strange. Are they faces now? Yeah, it's faces. This is so So they're just going to be like busting joke and being goofy, like kind of frat guys all summer. They were talking about, is that what they're saying? That's the face. That's the face character. Lovely. Cool. We'll cheer that. Ezekiel defeats Otis. Kevin Owens came out and said, you know, you lied. This is you. Admit that you're liars. He said, yes, I admit I'm a liar. If I admit it, would you give me a match, a rematch? Kevin goes, yeah, sure. Because, ah, you're stupid. You got a rematch. All I had to say was I was a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm, I'm Ezekiel. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, this freaking feud is still happening. I thought this was going on. <laughs> Do drop Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, a real Ripley in a fatal four-way, four-way match. Number one contender faces Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley Ripley wins. So it's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair in the next pay-per-view. Is this too early, do you guys think? Do you think they should have maybe have Rhea Ripley still more over some of the women's division before she goes back to Bianca? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, in a nutshell. I feel like they should definitely have built this up a little bit more. It should be a SummerSlam match, It should right? be SummerSlam. 100% should be, should be SummerSlam. 100% should be SummerSlam. Uh, but maybe it's yeah. just like maybe there's like some kind of like, I don't know little mashup thing where they they have to go again. We're we're gonna yeah. get a lot of them to be fair. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah, I agree. We're gonna get yeah. we're gonna get Bianca Belair and the Street Profits versus Judgment Day for the Ooh. next six weeks. I want you to know that various different incarnations of that. For the next six weeks, the whole summer is Judgment Day versus the Blacks. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> I think you're right. That's it. That is 100 it. So that means that Street Profits ain't gonna win the titles, but they're gonna go to war with Judgment Day. There you go, guys. Yeah. I sport it. Yeah. I apologize. Oh man, you're definitely right. I didn't yes. even think about this. This must yeah, go on and go on and go on. And good? and that's not that's not even what I love street profits, but that's not what we want for Judgment Day. We want like we want them to go up against the bloodline or do you know what I mean? It needs to be like talk. I don't want to see uh street profits versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the next f- six weeks. That's what we're gonna see. I'm telling you. Mm. Or the Street Profits will win the titles and Judgment Day will win them off the Street Profits. Oh, yeah, it could be that. Maybe it's that, yeah. Okay. Because I do do remember Finn saying that he's never won the tag titles. So that's Ah, on his bucket list. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Interesting. But yeah, that that, that six-man tag is booked (laughs) already. That six-man tag, mixed six-man tag is happening for the next few weeks, Mm. without a doubt. Scan, thank you so much for joining us today. Scan, we kind of, I kind of want you to be, a, me. I kind of want you to be a regular, to be honest. Yeah, man, come true. Um, let me I know, think, man. I'll be back. I think it's time to ignore the new member of the Kickout Podcast. Scan, that, man. <laughs> break it down. <laughs> um, yeah, please. Um, yeah, be come, 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 join the show. Come join the team, man. Oh man, I'm there, hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Um, do yeah. you have anything you want to plug to people that's, um, you know, where they can find you? Anyone that liked your opinions, anyone that loved what you have to say today, where can they find you? Where they can follow you and any music you want to talk about? Yeah, man, uh, we've got some new music on the way. That's um, Freshers, which is spelled F-R-S-H-R-Z on all the socials. You can follow me at Scandoose 
which is spelled S-K-A-N-D-O-U-Z. And um, I have a, a, a hip-hop podcast under the name of The Connoisseurs of Hip-Hop, which okay. is spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, you can check that out on all the socials as well, man. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Scan. Um, we'll do some more uh, content coming up. I think next week we got a, um, an old interview I did with Riddle when Randy and before you got injured. We'll put that on the pod next week. And uh, hopefully we'll have more interesting content from wrestling itself for us to be engaged in with and to talk about. But yeah, stay tuned to the kick out. Keep following us and uh, keep supporting. Thank you for listening. Peace. Okay. Cheers, guys. Love.